thank you for tuning in once again to the Iconist Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Barry3D, for Deep Dark Delicious. And as always, on my side, it's the man, the myth, the legend, who? My cousin. For once, I can touch him, and it's not through a screen. I'm talking about the one and only DJ Rods C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Iconist. The Iconist is, ah, we won't get into that right now. No, no, it's very simple. The Icon is us. We have reached episode 100 of the Iconist podcast, 100. And like usual, we already call it out, but we got to turn around and do some simple housekeeping. So first of all, let's go through the list. Right. First and foremost, I want to thank Brandy Ford from The Writer and the Wit. Yep. For, you know, sponsoring us, and, and we sponsor her, yep. but we share it back and forth. Check the link down below, look for her monthly book coming out on all the things that are happening in the comedy world, and outside of that, she does great interviews. Mm. Two, I gotta throw some love to the boys I hang with all the time, and that's, uh, uh, you know, a touch of gray matter. That's myself, Barry3D, Dave Sokolowski, mm-hmm. and Zolf Ali. We're touring around all over, you can't miss it, come out, see our live shows, a lot of fun. Uh, on top of that, mm. we also gotta shout out, uh... Who, who else we like to shout out all the time? Oh, well, hold on. We got to shout out the books. Buy your comic books. Come to the store. Support the books. Support the books. Support the books. Get the comics you can. So if you're in Montreal, you got to go to Check Swings and check them out. Tell Trevor and the rest of the gang we said hi. But as of today, we are here live. Well, recorded for you. At the Warehouse of Wonder. Wild Comics out in Kitchener. That's right. So if you're out in, t- in Ontario, come on down. Give them a, howl- a howler. Say hi. Tell Ramon, you might see him in there in the background, Wes, Chris, and Sydney. You're on that side. Right you on. know, uh, the Iconist podcast says hi. Right on. Right on. I think we got, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. no, no. We, we got one more. The, unman, the unseen man, well, he was seen in one episode. We'll shout him out a little bit in that episode. But uh, we are talking about the one and only uh, J. Bird Digital R. Jay Bird Digital Arts. If you tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, he will give you a discount on any of the work you need done, be it if it's a template, signs, all that stuff. Reach out to him. Tell him you heard about the Iconist podcast. Jay, thank you very much. We love you. And uh, we've got to have you back on again soon enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think we got uh, our housekeeping pretty much done. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, we swept out, you know, swept out the corners. I think we did good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We're just vacuuming out right And you know, we got to shout ourselves out in the sense of one, we hit episode 100. Two, uh, every Tuesday, look on YouTube. You'll see it there on the Iconist on our YouTube page. We put our videos out at 10 o'clock our time here. Uh, we're in Toronto. So, mm-hmm. you know, Eastern figure it out. Time. Eastern Standard Time. There 10, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, uh, you know, and on Wednesdays on Eastern Standard Time at 10 o'clock, you'll find the podcast on iconist.podbean.com. Download an episode, like, subscribe, share, review, tell us what's going on, tell us what you like, tell us what you're enjoying, and uh, and if you have a question, let us know, ask us, we'll cover it. There we go. Yeah, I think, yeah. We've covered it, right? I think we did. Okay, okay. And like we like to say, the icon is, I said, we're, the icon is us. So we came out here to be face-to-face for once, instead of sitting in our little basements in our room doing a podcast. Getting a screen. Oh. <laughs> This time I can't crack too many jokes on Rod because he's within arm's length of me. Ouch! The Hulk and Thor, right there. Ouch! Oh, good call out, good call out. So on this episode, what are we going to talk about? Uh, we, we are going to do some uh, comparisons. Yeah. There's two of us, and I think there's a lot of comparisons that could be happening in the, the, the world of wonder, of all this stuff we like, of comic books and movies and all this stuff. Nice. Yes. 
So our first comparison is I'm looking at a lot of the trailers that are coming out, and I know we don't usually talk about some of the newer mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. but then some of it has kind of made me go, hmm. hmm. I'm wondering. Yes, I'm wondering. So if any of you have seen it, you've probably seen the trailer for Blue Beetle. Yeah, the phone's ringing this because of what's happening. It's, we're live! So we've seen the Blue Beetle um, trailer that just came out. Right on. Right. Did you watch the Blue Beetle? I did see the Blue Beetle um, trailer. Yes. Very interesting. Um, I will say, yeah, we'll get into it, but I've I seen the trailer. Uh -huh. I like what I see. I like what I find out so far. Right. I mean, um, they're giving some good um, comparisons in the sense of what you expect from the comics, what we expect from cartoons. Um, they're giving a nice little real texture to it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, th I think we got something here. Right. And it gave some callbacks, right? So what I like is it had callbacks mm. to the original first two Excuse me, Blue Beetles right. on there, right? So uh, Ted Cord and, and, the, and the original one, I can't remember his name offhand. Right. Uh, I don't have my notes on me, but forgive me. Someone could put it in the comments. But they show their costumes in, in there. Right. And this is the third Blue Beetle that's in line of that. But everything goes with a scarab. And I found a very similarity, right? Because we talked about, so we talked about Blue Beetle when we had Larry Smith on. Yes. Right? And we went in there, we were talking about Ted Cord. Yes. And we did talk about uh, is it, is it Dan Garrett? Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett. That was it. That was okay, it. I Dan Garrett. I was thinking DG, you know, a G, you know, like, I couldn't remember. Like, right. right, See, on, right. the gray matter's still there. So Dan Garrett came out, turned around, did it, per beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with Larry Smith, we talked about that. And now we have, um, you know, the new Blue Beetle. And I found him very similar. He's a teenage kid who gets an, an object that's now we know is from outer space. Right. That gives him superpowers, like, let's say, hashtag battle armor. Good answer. Good call. Good, good reach. Good reach. Yeah. Right. Which brings me back to one of my favorite shows that we talked about, and, and we all know um, when we covered Bio Booster Armor Giver. Giver. Giver! Woo! Giver. Okay. Uh, I see the two of them very similar. They're both teenagers. Yes. Getting armor from outer space. Yes. Fighting against the people that gave them the armor from taking over the earth. Very, very, that's a, that's a nice one. You wouldn't even think about that one until you're in there, in the depth of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. So what came first, rooster or the egg? Hmm. Chicken hmm. or the egg, I don't know. Interesting. Right, because Guyver came out, like, like, you know, I know that the Scarab with Blue Beetle was out before Guyver existed. Right, but that was the Dan Garrett one, which was... Yeah, right. Got right. You. I'm following you. Right. I'm following you. Right. Okay. But this one that we're getting the movie on is different because Guyver came out first with that kind of backstory. Correct. You know, the only thing is, is he's fighting things that we perceived as monsters like werewolves and vampires. That's how they were written in history right. during the Guyver series. Mm -hmm. But here we are now. He's fighting, but he's still fighting aliens. Right. Still fighting aliens. Okay. Same thing with, 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 you know, the third Blue Beetle. He's he's fighting aliens from this, with the Scarab. Yeah. So, uh, you know, who, who took who first? That's my question. That's a very good question. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting fight to see who who's, who, who, who's going to take claim to say, well, I was first. No, God, I was first. Oh. The lore, the lore of the Beetle, of the Blue Beetle, was uh -huh. there first. Right. So, yes, yes. <sighs> but, but... He, he never gave that, cha -cha 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 -cha, changed it, the, you know, both, okay, let's go back. Both of them got the similar, similar tropes. Yes. Both students. Yes. Both young men. Yes. Right? Uh, they feel like they're misfits, they're kind of outside outsiders. Of, they, yep. they're outsiders. Mm -hmm. And then they get bestowed an armor they don't understand and fluke situations. And now they got to save the world. And this thing is so powerful. 
Now, the scarab does talk, you know, to the host. Correct. The, the Gliver unit doesn't talk to the host, but automatically protects him because it increases his fighting style. Yes. So he goes from a teenager that can barely throw a punch to pulling out full out Jackie Chan, Jet Li martial arts. 100%. Coming out to, like, you know, basically being injected without being injected with the super soldier serum. That's, that would be the closest thing I will say. Uh, turning a, a, a young man, uh, Steve Rogers, into Captain America. This is what we're going to say. This is the closest trope I will even put onto that one. Uh oh. But uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because if, if the. If the if you're looking at it from the standpoint of right. an outsider, uh, okay, okay, we're gonna start. It's a young person, a young a young man who basically is an outsider. He doesn't, he's not adapting well with people. He's always been that awkward third wheel, fifth wheel, seventh wheel yeah. in a group of people that he's like saying, uh, why am I even? Okay, I guess I'll. You guys haven't kicked me out. I guess I'm all right. I can stay. <laughs> I can hang. I can hang with you guys, but no one's talking to you. Um, that's that's hilarious jokes. Um. But then coming across this mysterious object. And I think that's the thing that really catches right. my eye with that, is that the object for the blue bear... Okay. I'm going to reverse. So I'll go with... with, with um, Giver? Giver first. Okay. So Giver's, you know, particular object is so... is unique. Um, at the time, he didn't even know, if I remember correctly, he didn't even know that was outer space. It was just... Uh, yeah, it looked like a, a, a frisbee, a plate with a, a, a orb in orb, the middle of it. it. Yeah, and it had some like a plates around it and some kind of metal strings or strands, and that was it. He picked up one hand and he, it stayed in his hand. He's like, "What's this?" And all of a sudden, pretty much. Which, as you see the commercial, hey, what's this thing in the box? Takes it out, looks at it. Hey, what's this? And all of a sudden, <laughs> all up in your face. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. A little trophy there. Well, I just, okay, I'm still down that how come we don't have a live-action guy? Okay, a new live-action okay. Guyver movie. I'm not going to say there's not, because we know the first one had Mark Hamill in there playing a police officer. Right. And then the second one was actually directed by one of the directors from Power Rangers. This is why the fight scenes were a certain way, where it's Guyver Dark Hero, which is my personal favorite. Right. Okay, and you have the guy's name, uh, his name instead of his name being Shen, it's Sean, because, you know, North American. North American. No, I got no problem with that. Mm -hmm. But how come we don't have a big budget live-action Guyver movie for, you know, coming out North America. Okay, so this is what happens. I Looking at you, Russo brothers. Listen, uh, again, we, we, we brought it up before in our, on our previous podcast about that. Um, this is a little nudge. <laughs> Let's talk about that again. Uh, yeah, because in the world of what's going on right now, I, I think I was the one who said it. A Guyver movie, a Guyver, that IP can be resurrected and brought to life. This is the perfect time right now. We're making a comparison to what we're seeing right now with the Blue Beetle. You can clearly say and see Guyver. Guyver. Blue Beetle. Guyver. Blue Beetle. It's right there. It's in front of you. It's just easy money, people. It's easy Lisa money. needs braces. <laughs> Dental plan. Lisa no. needs braces. Dental plan. <laughs> It goes one and one. One and one. One and one. It makes sense to me. So I think we're missing the opportunity with bringing Guy right to the big screen. It might be seen similar to how Blue Beetle is being presented right Correct. now. But once again, there's their histories are very similar, but then they right. diverge at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, Guyver is more tragic than Blue Beetle to date. Mm -hmm. With how his story plays out with the loss of his dad, right. uh, you know his loved ones. The Earth does get taken over, and then you find out the Guyver goes into different forms, right? So it's Guyver one, and then it's like one form where he gets bigger, and then another one he gets like a giant-sized super robot kind of battle armor. Save 
Oh, okay, there's a comparison. Yeah, he leveled up, so it's gone like total Super Saiyan. Uh, who's listening? Uh, hopefully you guys are listening. Uh, so this is what we're seeing. That's my point. That, okay, I'm good with that. I'm mm-hmm. good with that. And this is the episode. It's just like when we watched it, I was like, he, everyone was like, Blue Beetle. I was like, Guyver. Blue Beetle, Guyver. And that's what I'm sticking with. So that's my, my two cents on that subject right there. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of said my two cents and my four, 40 cents uh, stuff as well. But basically, we're, we're, now, we're now walking to this world, this, this particular IP, Blue Beetle, and you're, we're, gonna, we're seeing something good. I'm going to yes. say that we're seeing something very good. Um, the, the action and even the ability, again, we all know from the cartoon, at least from the comic books, that the, the, blue, the scarab has the ability to morph and create, you know, objects, whatever. So right. seeing that visually, when it turned into that big, long sword, basically, I can't even think of which manga, manga type of cartoon, I mean, uh, manga uh, character that was, but, you know, the big, long sword. That was basically, I saw That's the sword. everybody, man. That was That's... basically everybody. I was like thinking, yeah. Oh yeah, this is gonna. This is drawing in people very well. Yeah, so, that's like Cloud from Final Final Fantasy Seven to Final. That was in my head. I was like, I know that sword. Cloud from, from Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, come on, that's where his influence are coming from. That's it's all around there. Uh, I think you know. I'm looking forward to it. I really want to see how they handle the past in it because mm-hmm. sometimes I find they change it, and I'm not a big fan of how they change it. So what I mean by that is we know we see Ted Cords. Right costume in there yes we see his beetle that his beetle ship right that they fly around it so they still get that so where is ted cord and how they're going to tie it in is he going to be alive still or is he passed away at this point right and then dan garrett we know dan garrett passed away to pass on the power to, to ted cord so how are they going to mention him because clearly we see the costume yes yes i need to know where is ted cord who's playing ted cord mm-hmm. is ted cord in the movie has he passed away are we doing any type of flashbacks well and, yeah and, and that's what i would like to see like if we're going to you're absolutely correct. We're, we, his name, the company's there. We're seeing the suit. We're seeing the ship. We're seeing the lair. There's enough. There's enough layers that Ted Cord has to physically appear. If not, if he's not alive, he has to be shown in some type of back, you know, backstory. Yep. Somehow. So, so it's nearly guaranteed. It's nearly. It's, it'll be. It'll be painful to actually watch that whole movie and not only mention him. Show his layers, show the costumes, and that's it. That oh, would be kind of that. That would be a little a miss. That would be a misfire. That would be like a missed opportunity. Miss opportunity. Go. Uh, so I, I would say that with all that layers there, they're going to have to have a physical entity. Someone's going to have to physically represent Ted Court. Now the part is, like you said, is it going to be alive, or is it going to be dead? You see, and that's the only thing. Like, here's where I think Marvel and DC. I know we've covered a lot of DC recently, but here's my disconnect with DC as a property when they're doing their live action stuff. Okay. Marvel, it's all generally one universe. Every character okay. is in one universe, with the exception of a few, because they were owned by different studios. Mm-hmm. But then the mouse came in and bought them all, and now they're under one <laughs> house. I got money. Yeah, exactly. No one fights Disney. Right? So we know that Deadpool, exactly. We know Deadpool was in a different universe. The X-Men in Deadpool are in a different universe. Right. The X-Men themselves are in a different universe. Yep. But then everyone else is under Marvel. So, okay, and then Spider-Man was part of Sony, but they're sharing him. Mm-hmm. So this is why he's in Avengers. So we know that Spider-Man is in the same universe as the Avengers. Right. But Venom seemed to pop back and forth. So, you know, and hopefully we, I don't know how, you know, where Morbius and Craven fall into that. But 
because they're kind of going back and forth. We had the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So they're kind of showing you they're the working gateway. towards. You can tell that there's a segue. It, it makes sense that they're working towards that final goal, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because it looks like they're actually putting some type of traction. They're making at least a foot a foot forward and making an attempt. A foot forward, making an attempt. They're making an attempt. That's okay. We're seeing some results from those steps. Now, right. DC. Okay. So with DC, here's my <sighs> issue. Every time they do something, mm -hmm. they're in a different universe, but nobody overlaps. So the Justice right. League Snyderverse is one universe, right? It's, you know, and it seemed that um, Flash, we know he's in that universe, but he goes into another one. Okay, understandable with the Flash movie coming out. Yep. Flashpoint. Mm -hmm. But then the Shazam, Power Shazam, Fury Shazam, are they in the same universe or not? Because it, it almost seems that times they are, times they're not. And then you get, you know, the CW is in its own universe and even the yes, cw yeah, properties oh, yeah. are split yeah. so flash and arrow are in the same universe but batgirl at one point was in a different universe this is prior yeah, but, to the but no completely completely prior to before they did their crisis Bat, infinite Batgirl, Earth. supergirls in a different universe supergirls in a different universe and right now superman and lois a show i do like and watch is a lot in a different universe is in a different universe but as superman and lois should be in the same universe as supergirl and we so they splintered their product so much and yeah. then there's, uh, you know, uh, Ben Affleck, Batman, yep. and then Matt Reeves, the Batman, and those are in different universes. So even though James Gunn has taken over yep. and he's continuing with those IPs, he's just, they all said, oh, well, the Batman's in one universe and the other Batman's in a different universe. And it's like confusing fans, like, okay, how many Batman are you having and where they are in the career? I'm not knocking the movies. It's just, it's too widespread. Too widespread, too close together in the sense. Like, if these were, yeah. if these were produced like easily like 15 plus years apart then it's easier for a person to recognize you like okay you know what that was a universe it's the same way in the sense like you're you're you're, you're bringing good valid points in the sense like a michael keaton batman versus uh, uh, a george clooney batman like we know we know the two different actors and everything along that line but we know those are two separate worlds yeah and they and i accepted that because at the time it was still kind of far apart from michael when George came in, Michael Keaton was still a good 10-plus years apart. Of course, of course. And I was like, you know what? I can accept that of being in separate worlds. But these Batmans, this, the, the Zack Snyder, the Batman, all these universes are a little bit too close, and that's where the confusion part of it. Right. I, they really need to clean it up. And even I know that James Gunn turned around and said, well, this is going to be going forward. Some properties are going to be named the Elseworld properties. Okay, I get that. Elseworld, mm -hmm. and I, give me my one shot, my Elseworlds. I'm all for that. But how they're releasing it's just kind of confusing. So, you know, and then I kind of gone back to the drawing board again. I think they should have continued. But that, that's another conversation for a different day. But, but this is where I find it gets a little bit splintered. Like the, the animated series, you know, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like it started with Justice League and then went to Justice League Unlimited. Yep. And then they brought in all the characters, all in one universe. We know they're in, they are all shared in the same thing. We see them on the Watchtower even walking by. You know, you see like the cowboy version vigilante walking by with Shining Knight and, and so forth. So that right. made a lot more sense. Yeah. Now, when I watch it, for example, Black Adam. So I got Black Adam. Yeah. I see the Justice Society is there, very happy. And then, I, but I then you see Superman show up at the end. We know that that means that's the Justice Society, Justice League shared in the universe. Right. I would have accepted them being on a different Earth. Yeah, you and I actually, yes, I agree. I agree. Because uh, I, of how their original history is, and then they never made us, and sorry, they no. never mentioned why they're on the same universe. Like, I think what they're missing is big events. You know, like how 
Avengers had Avengers Endgame and it brought mm-hmm. everybody together. And then the CW did their version of uh, Crisis. Yeah, uh, you know, Crisis of Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. They should have done something that similar for the movies to help clean some of that timeline up, streamline it, and then keep on going. Well, you know, you know, we we don't know we don't know what the original plan was. This is a True. scenario that could have been what their their goal was to do something along that line, but the differences and everything, how everything gets get caught, drop people left, whatever the case may be. Now you you made it, um, uh, you know, really splintered out so much far further. Um, like I said, uh-huh. I, I'll say this in in regards to the Shazam world. Yes, the Shazam world to me is in the same universe because um, right, uh, Jimmy and and then what? Uh, no, I, I can't remember the the, the 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 Marvel at least the 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 hero um, person who like the kid who loves all the heroes and everything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember the name, but he was you know had the bat the batarang and everything like that. So he was categorizing and knowing stuff. So he was he was to me was the pin that basically made a connection to. The Superman right. to the Batman, whatever the case right. may be, but the the lore and how it was, it was just like you couldn't. I couldn't see those two together. I couldn't see that those worlds merging together. So no, it, it, would no. ha- it had to have been wiped, or just again, that was be one. You'll say there are no connection to anybody else. Right, and I also forgot that you know Teen Titans, or sorry, Titans, HBO Titans. That that's in a different universe by itself altogether too. Hundred percent. Right. Ah! See, see, see the, 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 the for me again. I know we're DC hire us. <laughs> the, the, the scenario, the scenario is, it's like they need to just realize that um, you're getting all the source material, and the source material is telling them they're all in the same universe. Just put in the same universe. Don't don't even have to say that they 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 see each other type of scenario. Right. But you make it completely clear that no matter what, uh-huh. they are in the same universe. Thank you. That's all it is. That's a, you don't on. have to. You don't, the Teen Titans, I mean, Titans don't have to interact, per se, with Batgirl in, in that way. But no. you know for sure that no matter what, there is a connection. Right. Right. You see, okay, and I know we're kind of going. Where were you trying to I know, I know, I know, I know. No, no, no. Today's no, 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 It's pure roundtable. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's pure roundtable chat. We're just having pure fun. We're having fun. Exactly. So here, here it goes. I, I think, so what I would like to see, okay, I know James Gunn's going in there. People are kind of skeptical what's going to happen. It's a shame that we're kind of getting rid of all the history that was established before, mm-hmm. all the actors that were there before, because I, I was really enjoying a lot of the actors in those roles. Right. If you, if you want to go back, I think we got to go back, and I think we got to go back to basics. Basic. So, yeah, basic. I would want to see something literally called the Superman Family. Give me an animated series, Superman Family. Okay. And do that, uh, even as a cartoon, a couple of episodes. Or not okay. episodes, but a couple of movies. Superman Family. Just like the old school Superman Family comic book, Batman Family comic book. Do that. Let's explore the lore. Because in those books, they keep across some good points. In the Batman Family, you saw Batman, you know, or um, Earth-1 Batman. Mm-hmm. And then it would go on and you see Earth-2 Batman. And then his stories were after he passed away earth to um he passed away so he had robin and huntress and huntress is his biological daughter right so that robin turned around and changed up his costume to be part batman part robin and continue those adventures right i think if you take those and did like a a, a good crossover that way justice league nice family crisis it's a family crisis sorry just exactly know, right, right? but see and then superman family so batman family had batman robin it had earth 2 batman and robin it gave some tales of them in the future it had batgirl in there it had man bat in there and, and then the other time you had batmite so that was a batman family anyone under that moniker 
really and follow their adventures. And it showed where Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon started having uh, feelings for each other. Right. And at first, Dick Grayson was more into Barbara Gordon, and she was more kind of, no, I'm like a year or two years older than you. But, you know, it shows you the, 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 the basis, the core, the source material of the relationship that started in those books and why it went a certain way. And a lot of that is missed out. Mm -hmm. And then you had, you know, like World's Finest. So when you get into those books, those had a lot of history. And then what was fun, everyone, okay, they just came up with the movie Super Sons. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, but let's go way back to those books, right, where it was the Batman family, Superman family, mm -hmm. or, or, or World's Finest. They had stories in there called Super Sons. And it was Clark Kent Jr., Bruce Wayne Jr., come on, let's bear with it, it was the 70s, let's get with yeah. it. And then they had their own series, so Superman Jr., Clark Kent Jr., he had half the powers of his dad. Right. Because he was, you know, he was half human. human. Right. Okay, but when you read the books, you make assumptions that you always see Clark Kent, you see his son, and then it has the mom sitting there, but she's always, you know, a silhouette. So you don't know, is it Lois Lane? Mm -hmm. Is it Lana Lang? Is it somebody else? We don't know. And that's the beauty of it. And then they did the same thing for uh, Bruce Wayne, right? And you automatically assume, okay, you see Bruce Wayne, you see Bruce Wayne Jr., and you see a person in a silhouette. Right. You always assume, is it uh, Selena. Selena Kyle, mm -hmm. or it could be Vicky Vale? We right. don't know. After a couple of their adventures, and they go by, and of course, some of them are very over the top, you come down and you realize that it was a computer program that Batman and Superman put together, say, hey, what would happen if we had kids? Right. And they're in a fortress of solitude, and they're running this program, <laughs> and it was just kind of showing, uh, can we have a family, yes or no? Right. Because that's something they both were questioning. And then, of course, some accident happens, and it brings these computer-generated characters into the real world, and it's causing you know reality to distort and so forth. And this is how they had to turn around and end it. So they actually got the experience. I'm talking Superman and Batman got the experience having kids, what would it be like? And then they had to sacrifice them to save the world. And these kids even realized that, hey, we are not real. This is why we can never remember who our moms are. Got it. Because you put in the information you knew, so Batman didn't know who he was going to marry. Right. He just said, I'm going to marry a woman. Sure. Superman didn't know who he was going to marry. I'm going to marry a woman. Sure. Most likely human. That's the way it comes down to. You know? And this is where it goes for. So, that, that being said... Those are good source material. It was fun stories mm -hmm. that they're kind of revisiting now that people, because they don't follow the source material, <laughs> miss out on that. Whew. Okay, I know it was long-winded. That was... No, it's all good. 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 Still with me? Right, I'm still, still here. With... Still here. All right, still here. Okay, still here. All right, man. So now, I you know, I got to... Okay, okay, we're filming live. This is what happens, right? Or we're recording here in the store. So my other camera stopped. I'm going to turn it on. Rod, you keep going. I'm going to keep talking, though. So, oh, okay. Okay, so here's our next subject. The next subject is we're coming down to comparisons. Next right. comparison. Um, Mandalorian. Right. And who's Mando? And who would I find very similar to Mandalorian? I know a lot of people are going to say Mandalorian is very similar to, um, oh my God, Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm, mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. those storylines. That, that's that's the dynamic of the relationship right now. Yes, but but the Mandalorian, his his precepts, his his ideology, his lore, yes. lore reminds me a lot of a Croyer from Micronauts Volume One. There, there are two people mm -hmm. in armor. Okay. Okay, that's one similarity. They never take off their mask to anybody or their helmets to expose themselves okay. because of their beliefs. It's a religious thing. Right. Nobody outside their culture is allowed to see their faces. Okay. And then on top of it, the Mandalorian's home planet was bombed by the Empire. Mm -hmm. So it was uninhabitable. 
couldn't live there until, you know, this season, if you caught up on it, they were able to go back. Right. Okay. With a Croyer, they started off as farmers. Their planet got destroyed. They had to leave it okay. in these giant ships called Arcs. The whole civilization just left it. Found another planet. The planet was a desolate, barren, rock planet. Couldn't really support any farming life. But the planet had a spirit inside of it, and it reached out to them saying, Hey, you need a planet. I need people to live here. If you want to accept me, I will take you guys on as my inhabitants. You can live here, but it's be a harsh living. And they had to go from farmers to be warriors. Okay. And this is where they made the Spartek armor. They're living on a planet called Spartek. They had to make the armor. They called Spartek the living planet. It looked like two planets merged together with a lot of rocks. And this is where they developed into. So once again, I find the Mandalorian is very similar with a Croyer. Okay. They don't show their faces. Okay. Um, even when they have to uh, take on a mate, they have to go through a whole ceremony. And then it's a disrobing ceremony. I'm talking about the Acroyers. A disrobing ceremony that they have to... And only then does their partner, significant other, see them without the mask, without mm. anything else. What I found was interesting is with the Acroyers... So you had a Acroyer who was named after his people. Right. He was a prince. He was their savior. His brother was jealous of him. And his brother had pale skin. His brother was born albino. Okay. Because... You find out, I think, in issue 8 or 9, when he takes off his mask for the first time in the comic book, which was uh, Michael Golden and, and, and Bill Montello, who were doing that run, that the whole Acroy race is black. Ebony skin. Let's go. Ex Ebony skin. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. And nobody knew that before. Everyone was like, so I remember reading the issue, and he took off the mask. I'm like, oh, it's just shading. And then he took it off. You're like, oh, wow. The only thing is, is that they don't have their noses. They don't have the, the cartilage. It's it's very flat. Mm. So picture you don't have like nostrils per se. Right. It's just the openings. It's flat, and that's it. And this is why their mask can come down a certain way over their faces. Got it. Amazing, amazing. But here we are. So I finding similarities with that. I'm looking at Mandor, uh, Ma Mando. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the Jin, and and you know the whole Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know. I mispronounced his name, so don't shoot me. The whole Mandalorian thing, and I'm thinking, okay, that that's a, you know Micronauts. That's back from the 1977-78 run, and here we are in 2023, and I'm like, oh, someone did some homework. I think there's been influences. Might be. Mm. That might be. Right? Um, yeah. No, no. Like, I mean, Keep it going. I'm just no, gonna no. turn on the other camera. Keep it no, going. No, okay, cool. No, but I mean, like the Mandor, the Mandalore, uh, is again very similar in a sense, like basically. Not me saying from birth, from the time you make the exception that you are going to follow the way of the Mandalorians, you're now been presented and you have to don the mask, and that is it. As you can find out, definitely with the show and everything along that line, you realize that young children from the age of like, seem like eight to ten, are are, are donning masks, going through their way of understanding that you know, training. Learning how to, you know, how to adapt and how to how to accept that particular, you know, the religion that that lore of doing that. So it's it's a great it's a great thing. Um, again, they don't take off that they don't take off the mask. They don't take off the mask when they are basically even um, eating or nope. or anything along that line. Not along them by themselves. They can't take off their mask in the presence of anybody. Yeah, exactly. Even when amongst themselves, it's like really, it's like a modern day and age family, right? It's, I had to take off my shirt, it was too hot. Uh, it hit my sweaty. It was a modern day and age family. It's like, okay, everyone, 
dinner time. And everyone comes down. It's like, hey, mom, hey, dad, dinner time. Can I eat, can I eat my food in my room? I want to eat food in the dining room. I want to, yep. and then like, I want to eat my food in front of the TV over here in the den. And then everyone comes, gets their food in the kitchen, and then everyone splits, break, break, and goes and eats their food someplace else. And you're yelling at the kids, don't leave the plates in your room. Bring them back. So that's what they do for Mandor. For Mandalorians, they do that. Hard facts. Mm -hmm. Right? The Acroyers, not so strict on that part because mm -hmm. they do have big grand meeting halls and, and so forth, but they will never, ever take yeah. off that mask. Yeah. You know, and I'm talking the original run. So we're talking the first 12 issues of Micronauts by, you know, Bill Mattello and, 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 uh, and, and Michael Golden. They never take off their mask in front of everybody else. Yes, I know later on, Croyer does take off his mask. He never has it on at one point. He gets, like, you know, kicked out from his people. He has mm -hmm. to. And just like Mando uh, in The Mandalorian, he gets, you know, shunned by his people because he uses the, Spart the spirit of Spartak to fight Baron Kaza. Okay. Teams up with the Enigma Force. They bring him down. Okay, but the planet ends up dying. So everyone has to get back on arcs and leave. And his wife was so pissed that she turned around and said, okay, well, you know what? You betrayed our people to help someone else that's never helped us, and they left this symbol on a rock. And, you know, he saw it, he understood what it was. Mm -hmm. His people left the planet, the planet was dead, the spirit is gone, even though the spirit understood what he needed to do. So he had a, a Croy had to merge with the spirit mm. uh, of his planet to do it. So the, the world was on top of it. It's like, hey, yeah, let's do this. His people didn't understand that. His wife said, nope, you're a traitor to the people. So he had to take off his helmet, and he had to, brand a T onto his forehead as a traitor, and he was kicked out from his people. So for the longest time, he only put his helmet on after those, what, issue 12 or so forth, only when he was in combat. Every other time, he left his helmet off. Nice. So he had a lot of um, a similar path, like Worf okay. from Picard, where he was a warrior, he went through being dishonored, he had to fight for his honor back. So Akroya okay. had to go through a whole lot of trials mm -hmm. to, one, get his people back, be seen as their, because he was a prince at the time, be seen as a king again, right. and, you know, and as it, and get his wife back. And then you find out later on that she was pregnant with their child. And it's like, you never told me. Well, you were a traitor to our people. I ain't telling you that. You, you, you know, the people are following me. So, you know, and just like uh, the Mandalorian, he took off his mask in, in season two. Mm -hmm. He had to see the armorer. He had to go and go back to the, the home planet and get those waters, bathe in those waters to be seen as a Mandalorian again. And because it is the way. A lot of influence. I, yeah. I think there's, I don't know if someone read, if this is someone that said, hey, this would be a good idea. Let's do it this way. Or if someone read Micronauts back in the day. Right. That was on the writing staff. I'm not saying, I'm not accusing nobody. I'm just saying, if you read the first 12 issues of Micronauts, and then you watch season three of The Mandalorian, or just watch The Mandalorian. You'll see. You'll be like, huh? Similarities. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like you know, I I n never really had the, the knowledge of the backstory for the Micronauts, and no, I will take that hit. I will take that hit because I know this is that's your that's your thing. Like I I know of the Micronauts. I watched. I read it, but to the lore, to the sense of a character like that, I I don't know. So I'm learning something as well. You will learn today. I will learn today. Because we, we in the source material store, and I'm looking around the shelves, and I see issues of Micronauts up on the shelves. Hmm. I, I see Deathstroke the Terminator. That's my boy over there on, on one of the covers on the shelves. I'm like, okay, oh, okay, you, we're going to learn today. We're going to learn today. <laughs>
but definitely in that regard, knowing and definitely understanding the lore of what they're trying to pronounce with the with the show, you start to understand. Yeah, I understand the psychology and the understanding of why they do what they do and how to distinguish themselves. And it's, again, it's also another way of discipline, sharpening your own skills mentally, yes. strengthening your mental capacity to realize, like, no, even if you are down and out. If you still believe in the lore of the Mandalorian, you will follow the rules. These are the steps. Follow the rules. You will still come out on top. Follow the rules. Follow the rules. It is the way. It is the way. It is the way. It is the mantra of life. It is the way. Very simple. But I, I'm not knocking it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I see the similarities. No, completely. In it. No, completely. And for anyone, and here's my thing. If you like the Mandalorian, I think I mentioned this before. You gotta read Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm. If you like the, the the psychologically the, psych, the psychology behind the Mandalorian, you gotta pick up Volume One of Micronauts. At least the first twelve issues. The first twelve issues are so impactful with the art, the way they're telling the story. And I know this. And then here's this comparison between Micronauts and and Star Wars. So right, no, completely, completely, completely. Something that is there. influences something. I know before, I mentioned, and that's the part I was gonna get to. There's yeah. always for every type of. For every type of um, action or any type of literature, there's always going to be some type of source or some type of influence from somewhere. So, right. so it's going it's going to happen. Now you just got to see how deep of that influence, how how that's it, how does it change the dynamics of what you're reading, of what you know. Did a person rely so much heavily on that source material or that influence, or they just took a bullet point? Like you know what, individual, and he wears a mask. He doesn't take it off. I'll run with that. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I, this 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 is this is a good this is a good conversation. This is a good comparison that we're having right now. It's it's down the rabbit hole. You got to go down the rabbit hole. This yeah. is what I always say, because if you read one, it's going to lead you to something else. And if you really want to know more, it's going to lead you to something else. 100%. At one point, you're going to get down to the core. Right now, we're just going through the layers. But we're going to get down to the core, and there's probably things I missed. And if that's the case, let me know. Make make us know what we missed or what you might think it might be similar to. Because there's so many books to read that I would need to find the Fountain of Youth maybe four to five times over to start again to catch up on all the stuff I want to read that I haven't read yet. You know, hard facts. So, the show's not over, but we want to give out uh, maybe, uh, not maybe, I want to give out some shout-outs to the past people. Okay, let's go. Right on. So, one, I want to say thank you, and we're going to keep talking. We're, I want to say thank you to some of the guests we've had on the show, or try to remember all of them. Mm. If I miss one, it's the Grey Mary. I'll catch you in the comments below. So, I want to say uh, a big shout-out. First of all, we always say Jason Reese, Jaybird Digital Arts. There you go. Right? He's done a lot for us, and we want to sh- just kind of put it out there. Jay, thank you. And as I tell you, everyone, every episode we always say you got to reach out to Jay. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, Wild Comics. We're in Wild Comics. you got to come and check it out. It's it's And this is only one floor, yeah. part of a room. Yeah. There, there's another room over there. Right. And then there's still another room out there in the back. And then there's all of downstairs, which is bigger than what you're seeing here. Right. Because the basement takes place, like, the whole building. It's its its a complex. It's not even a, a building at this point. It's not even a comic book store. It's a comic book complex. Yeah. Right? Um, check, check Swings. So the guys over at Check Swings always supporting us. Thank you very much. But then, let's look back at past guests. So we've had on Jason as one of the guests. Right. Right? When we were talking about Vince McMahon. Vinnie Mac! <laughs> My man. Uh, then, you know, we've had on uh, Dave. I, I think Dave was our first guest. 
like I'm talking like year one. Mm. So Dave Sokolowski, he's been on the show a couple of times. Man, that's my comedy brother right there, and this is why I roll with Dave. He's he he loves it all, and we have great conversations. So you know, big shout out to Dave Sokolowski. It's our first guest, I believe we had on. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Um, you know, I know Jason Reese was on. Mm -hmm. Jason was on with Dave, and then we had Matt, um, who was on when we talked about Doctor Doom. Yes. Right, so gotta say yeah. thank you to Matt. Gotta say thank you to Andrew, and he's coming back. We're talking about Star Trek and, and all yes. that stuff, and he's very excited to talk about you know the next generation mm -hmm. and Picard, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yep, 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 uh, yep, yep, yep. We had uh -huh. on you know uh, Larry Smith when we talked yes. about Blue Beetle. So Beetle. thank you so much, Larry, for jumping on the show. Definitely. We've had on Thomas Patrice yes. uh, a couple of times. Woo! That that was you know talking about Batman, Batman and anything, yeah. 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 yeah, anything along those lines. Uh, we had on oh oh Joe Bethello, right? Fellow comedian. When we had and we spoke about Nova, the human right. rocket, right? And he and he definitely wants to come back. He's like, Shh, you gotta love, we love Nova. Um, and then of course, uh, okay, hold on. Um, we had Roland Lowe. Yes, Roland. When we had, when we yes. had uh, Goldorak. Or yes, Grandizer. 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 Yes. yes. We had him there as well. Yes, uh, we gotta bring him back. We gotta bring all the guests back. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Am I missing anyone? Oh yes, I know. Biggest guest we've had on was Chris from Comic Tropes. Yes. They say meet. Sometimes say don't meet your heroes. I'm okay when, with that. Uh, okay, but this time meet your hero. No, no, no I'm all okay with meeting my hero. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay oh with that. wow. I'm, saying, I'm okay with that. Uh, don't meet your hero. No, 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 no. Let me He's tell you, Chris. Good. Chris from Comic Tropes, as nice as he is on camera, <laughs> he's nicer off camera. Like, oh, it, it's yeah. it's just him. Yeah. He's genuine. It was so great having him on. That that was the biggest guest. And then of course the one that was really dear to my heart was having uh, my best friend on. I mean, I have more than one best friend, so I'm blessed that way. But my best friend on from, like, elementary school, Derwin Jordan. Yep. Right? We yep. had him on for Nightman, and then yep. we talked about Jason X. Yep. Ah, oh, any reason you get to do a project and talk to your friends and have them a part of it is great. So, th th yeah, I think we... Did I, did I miss anybody? Uh, I'm here trying to think myself. I'm, I'm trying to think, but... Uh... But again, if we forgot anybody, please, the gray matter, we will put that in the below. We'll, we'll, we'll below. do an extra, an extra on that one, so there that's for go. sure. So these are all the people that you've seen on the show, and I know there's more that are looking forward to coming on. So I know mm -hmm. um, there's a couple other uh, comedians that I know that I work with, some friends that have ideas for future shows that we have in the works coming out with other more fan casting coming up. Yep. Uh, and I'm very excited for some of them, so uh, it, we're going to explore the lore. I will... In the next couple of episodes, we will cover Gotcha Man. <laughs> we will cover Micronauts. <laughs> I know Rod is very surprised we haven't done it yet. 100%. 100%. Because he knows me, but... I, I, okay. Because sometimes we go over the list. Okay, what do we do? Who do we do? We, whatever the case, you know, what, you know, who's next? What do we think about? What are we going to do the next month or whatever the case would be? And then... um. Micronauts will come up and like, we haven't done Micronauts? No, no, we haven't done Micronauts yet. And that's really the statement goes, like, no, really? we haven't. I, I we thought you would have done that already. No, no we yet. haven't. Because, okay, cool. cool. Because the point is, if you remember when we did the G.I. Joe cartoon. Oh, yeah. The G.I. Joe the movie, and we just kept singing the, the theme song throughout the right. whole time. Uh, when we did Guyver, and I was just yelling about Guyver the whole time. I'm trying yep. to contain the excitement so I can at least be tangible and make sense when I'm talking about <laughs> Micronauts. Uh, and, 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 and Gatcha Man, yeah. I got yep. it. I'm already, you know, I got the goosebumps going. I got to control myself because I would explode when I talk about these things because 
that's 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 it. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 the pinnacle right there. There you go. That that is the pinnacle for me. That's okay. the that's the mountaintop. There you go. Oh, I can't, I can't keep. No, okay, all right, all right, okay, okay. Uh, and, you know stuff like that stroke. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Okay then. <laughs> don't don't please please. Okay, we, we have to, but we will. We will. We will. I have my excitement with Star Jammers. Okay, yeah, we will. Yep. We will. And we I mean, will. obviously, you know, to other people that tune in and watch the show week after week, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. And, and even a special extra thank you to those who have left comments in our videos. Yep. yep. We yes. reply back to them. I know just earlier, uh, today for me, but I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be a couple of weeks. There was one Miss Darkness. She wrote a nice blurb about our Cyber Six episode. So just want to yep. say thank you, Miss Darkness, on our thank putting you. those words on our YouTube page. That was really heartfelt and touching. That that was uh, amazing, and we wrote back. So we always try to, you know, that we want the channel bigger, but we're still lucky that we can interact with anyone and sending comments and 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 notes that way. And we're all across social media, left, right, and center. So you can't yeah. go wrong with us on that one there. Oh, yeah. I you think good? I'm good. Okay. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Uh, yep. Okay, cool. Yep. All yep. right. Yeah, I mean, so. All right. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. Right. I'm still trying to, you know. Okay. Contain. Yeah. Because I got Micronauts and Gatchaman on the mind now. Like I want to go like Contain Bird Go. Containment field is breaking. Yeah, Bird Go transmute. We're at seventy-five percent containment field. It's gonna break. We're at sixty-five percent containment field. It's gonna break. <laughs> We're at fifty-three percent containment field. Let's uh, let's let's end the show before we do a full meltdown, and then um, we we may not be able to cover the cost of uh, in here now. So with that, <laughs> thank you very so much. With that, with that, thank you once again. This is the Iconist Podcast. Yep. This has been episode one hundred one zero zero. We made it. Thank you, and uh, we're still trucking on. So. Mm -hmm. In those famous words, mm. this whole world was started by a, a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Route. Go. All right. All right. Okay. I, I, <laughs> Enough said. Literally, I just picked this up. I just picked this up. I just. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And we're done. Mic drop. <laughs>